pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oregon hospitals reported their worst financial performance of the COVID-19 pandemic. So what does that mean for healthcare? Here with details is the editor of the Portland Business Journal, Suzanne Stevens. Hi there, Suzanne. Hi, Brett. Hi, Veronica. Good to see you. Let's start with the numbers, if we could. How bad was it? Well, let's keep it big picture, since each hospital is a little different. Operating margin dropped to about 2.5% in the first quarter, with 58% of hospitals posting negative margin. So a majority... 15 of those hospitals had double-digit negative margins. Um, Two more numbers for you. The collective loss of the hospitals was $103 million for the quarter. That compares to an average gain per quarter of almost $110 million. So it's a huge swing. What's behind all these losses? Probably not going to be a huge surprise to a lot of people. Rising labor costs uh, during the Omicron surge were a big driver. In fact, the biggest driver, according to the Oregon Association of Hospitals and Health Systems, uh, that's the group that monitors uh, hospital health. Uh, they're the ones who put out this report. Non-physician hospital salaries and benefits rose nearly 20% over the last four quarters amid the nursing shortage and the demand. You know, we need healthcare workers. They're not there in the numbers that are needed to deliver the care. Hospitals are paying a lot more. Interest payments were another driver. Interest expenses rose about 15% on hospitals' debt obligations. So kind of a collision of those two things is really hurting hospitals. And the first part of that answer, I suppose we can all relate to, likely deserved in terms of pay raises and more front-line healthcare workers to make sure that we're all being taken care of. What's the takeaway here for consumers, do you think, Suzanne? Well, so Becky Holtberg is the president of the Hospitals Association. She called the numbers, quote, sobering. Just 16 hospitals are considered to be keeping their heads above water, uh, according to the report. Holtzberg said there is concern that some services might have to be curtailed if the financial picture does not improve. So we didn't get details on that. But if you think back to the beginning of the pandemic, um, non-essential services, member were stopped like outpatient surgery. So I'm not saying that's where we're headed, but that is an option that hospitals have taken in the past, not necessarily because of their financial consideration, but again, just to keep everybody safe during the pandemic. So we might see some curtailed services going forward. Two super quick questions. One, are those non-essential services, is that where they make more money? And two, what happens to these losses? Do they write them off? Where does that money or lack of money go? Good question on the first one, Brett. Those those non-essential services, those outpatient surgeries, absolutely. I mean, I think they are revenue generators for hospitals. So, you know, th- those do bring in money. It becomes an issue of staffing, I think, whether you curtail those or not. And on the second, you know, I mean, they just carry those losses going forward and they look for ways to trim expenses. And that's where they start making the hard decisions as as a hospital. Slash pass them on to consumers. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks for bringing it to attention. We appreciate you, Suzanne. Yes. Take care.